Welcome to Peace and All Good with the Archdiocese of Atlanta Zone, Archbishop Gregory John Hartmeyer, a five-episode unique series exploring God-filled life experiences with parishioners. Brought to you in part by the Catholic Foundation of North Georgia and moderated by Father Michael Silloway on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. Well, hello and welcome back to a new episode of Peace and All Good with Archbishop Gregory Hartmeyer on AM 1160 The Quest. I'm Father Michael Silloway, and I'm very blessed to be here in studio today with our own Archbishop and a very special guest we'll be introducing you all to in just a moment. We, want to, we plan on having today some great, interesting, fascinating conversations on all things Catholic and today focusing on Catholic education. Archbishop, it's great to be with you. And uh, could we ask of you to begin us, get us started off here with uh, an opening prayer? Sure. Thank you, Father Michael. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord, we are grateful for this time uh, to um, reflect upon the great gift of Catholic education that throughout um, the history of the United States has been made uh, available to so many people and have and has deepened their faith uh, as they have uh, continued to, to grow in life experiences and bringing their faith with them that they learned particularly at the home and also reinforced in, in Catholic schools. So today we remember in prayer those men and women who have dedicated themselves to teaching in Catholic schools and those parents who have made uh, a large sacrifice in order to make Catholic education available to their uh, sons and daughters as a part of not only their education, but their formation. And so, Lord, we just thank you for this, this gift of coming to know you in a more intimate way through Catholic schools. And we ask this prayer through Christ, our teacher. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. I, I kind of spoiled it a little bit there at the, in the intro, but today we are talking about Catholic education. And even before we got started, Archbishop, I was just curious if you yourself are a recipient of Catholic education at any point in your life. Yes, I'm a product of Catholic education from from kindergarten um, until uh, graduate school. And so um, I, I spent a total of 40 years uh, in Catholic education. 40 years. Uh, three graduate degrees. And I turned 40, Archbishop, this year. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making me feel so young. Uh, but, I, you know, when I grew up in the 50s, uh, every parish had a, elementary school. It was just part of Catholic life at that time. And uh, we were gifted with uh, so many women and men religious, particularly, uh, and diocesan priests who served in Catholic schools and uh, literally worked for almost nothing. And so it made it very for affordable for parents uh, who wanted to make that choice uh, to have the Catholic schools assist them in bringing up their children in the faith. Well, that's great. That's great. I'm, I myself, too, am a recipient of Catholic education when we lived up in New Jersey uh, from um, preschool all the way through uh, the fourth grade. And then moving down here into the south side of Atlanta, there, there weren't any Catholic schools at the time. So I, I was a public school kid for the for the second half of my, my young childhood education. But then going off to Franciscan University of Steubenville, got back into the mix of it and then all the way through seminary. 
Wonderful. And there's great stories uh, that we can tell, and we do tell when we get together with other people who have experienced Catholic school uh, in their own lifetime, and uh, many of them are familiar and similar, uh, but they're always grateful for having had that opportunity uh, to be a part of education and also for parents to be able to send their children there um, for a, uh, a, a real well-rounded uh, value-centered and faith-centered uh, education. It's a great gift to the church. Amen. Well, on that note, we do have a guest in studio today. Archbishop, would you like to introduce our audience to him? Shane Provost is uh, a father of five children. That's right, five children. Five children, and uh, he comes to us from uh, St. Catherine of Siena in Kennesaw, uh, where uh, some of his some of his children who are school age go to school there, mm-hmm. and others are are waiting uh, to grow uh, to a certain age so that they can go to school like their big brothers and sisters. So, Shane, why don't you tell us um, a little bit about yourself and how you came to make the decision, you and your wife, uh, to send your children to Catholic school? Sure, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm uh, I'm. Honored to be here. This is so exciting. Um, yeah, uh, my wife and I—we uh, consider ourselves very devout Catholics. My my wife is from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and such a strong Catholic uh, community down there. Uh, we visit as often as we can, but it's never often enough. Um, I myself—I um, grew up Catholic. I have attended Catholic schools uh, from kindergarten all the way to uh, through my senior year in high school, and uh, it's just. It's just had an amazing this impact in in my life and just sort of that daily exposure to the faith and and just prayer before every class. It's just it it's such a normal part of life. And so, you know, when you get out of you know out of school, you kind of get into the world, um, and there's not as much prayer before everything. You notice when it's gone, right? And I think that was one of the big things that stuck around with me. And I've when we started having kids, you know, we were married in 2012. Um, three months later, we found out we were pregnant with our first, so we didn't waste any time. <laughs> and we always knew that they'd be going to uh, get a Catholic education. There really wasn't any other option for us. Well, I think you've made a great choice, and I know St. Uh, Catherine Siena School. Um, I know that there are Dominican sisters that also teach there, mm-hmm. in addition to very dedicated uh, lay men and women, and mm-hmm. uh, also Father Neil as their pastor. So, you you made a great choice, and um, and I think you'll continue to be pleased with with uh, that choice. Uh, tell me about the sacrifice, you know, because I think so many people uh, consider uh, the the expense of Catholic school in determining whether or not they feel they want to make that kind of investment. Because I, I suppose. They think that if they're going to send their first child there and they have several other children, that they couldn't possibly uh, be able to provide uh, enough uh, tuition, so to speak, uh, f- for all of them to take advantage of Catholic schools. And, and so because of the sacrifice, because of the reality of uh, how expensive Catholic schools can be to the average person, um, it is a sacrifice. and. How did how did you uh, address that in your own life, you and your wife? Sure. Well, I mean, I'm a firm believer that if God gives, puts a blessing in your life like children, 
first of all, he loves them more than I ever could. And so I just have always believed that the means would be provided to me in some way. So um, it definitely is a sacrifice. Um, but I don't know. I can't explain it other than um, we've always been able to meet the expenses required you know, to send our kids to school. And I got to be honest, uh, sometimes it feels like the biggest sacrifice is the drive there. So I I live in Smyrna, Georgia. For those of you unfamiliar, um, you know, St. Catharines is in Kennesaw. And it's about a 25-minute drive each way. And we're actually going to be sending... Uh, yeah, so I have five kids. Um, two are there now, second and first grader. And uh, we'll have a kindergartner there next year and then two in preschool. So it even becomes more of a sacrifice because the preschool schedule is kind of offset, right? So we have to wait there for an additional hour to get them there. And it's... It is a lot, but like, again, with what our children are bombarded with every single day, you know, in the world and with what's on the TV and, you know, we even got rid of, you know, video games because it just got so much to me, it's, it's infinitely worth it, right? Because you're making sure that this thing that you value so much, your faith and what you're trying so hard to pass on to them and what we're held accountable for, you know, is I can be sure that they're constantly being exposed to Christ, that there's going to be a crucifix in every room, that there's prayer before each class, and that the teachers that are helping shape their minds, you know, are are going to care about that as well and see the responsibilities. So um, it is a sacrifice, but it's just, it's so, it's so worth it. Well, and for a lot of the families that can't, can't make that, can't make the ends meet if, if they're, they're finding themselves in a difficult position, the archdiocese, has become part of Grace Scholars, and uh, many people mm-hmm. may not know what what that is or how to access it. Um, but Archbishop, like it's, you've been a huge supporter of the Grace Scholarships, and so was Archbishop now Cardinal Gregory before, of making sure that that anybody who who wanted to have access to that knew how to how to apply. Yes, Grace Scholars is a uh, is a program in the state of Georgia where every individual can. Um, earmark $1,000 of their state tax um, responsibility uh, to um, a particular Catholic high school or elementary school. And that $1,000 per person will go um, to that school to be used for those who demonstrate a financial need. But in addition to that, uh, and that's that's a great source, by the way, of... of, um, non-public school uh, tuition assistance, the the state puts aside $100 million every year so that those who choose private schools, Catholic schools, can uh, apply for tuition assistance uh, if they are a new, a new enrollment uh, in, uh, in a Catholic school. Uh, and so that, that scholarship money, that $1,000, will travel with that child all through his eight years of elementary school or her four years of high school. And so it, it's it's money that will travel with them all through their uh, Catholic school experience. But in addition to that, uh, as the Archbishop of Atlanta, I'm very proud to be able to say that our archdiocese makes available $9.4 million every year uh, in tuition assistance uh, for those who are uh, in need, and so anyone who uh, discounts um, 
applying for a, a Catholic school or begin or, or you know they they stop even considering Catholic school for their children, I would just encourage them to apply uh, and to file a, a form that would indicate you know their financial need based on the cost of tuition and uh, make use of the nine point four million dollars that our archdiocese makes available for those going to any of our Catholic schools. Uh, and so um, for more information, they should try to get in touch with our Catholic schools office here uh, at the Archdiocese of Atlanta because the money is there and we, we provide 90% of the need that is demonstrated for um, high schools and 78% of the need that's demonstrated for elementary schools. And so the money is there. Uh, very generous people in our archdiocese continue to contribute uh, to Catholic school um, tuition assistance for those parents who uh, make the choice that they want to partner with a school in bringing up their children in the faith, which is really um, a responsibility that we all take as baptized Catholics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shane, can you tell us um, about the kind of thinking and decision-making that you and your wife had to make in choosing a school? Not all schools are alike. Not sure. all schools provide the same uh, academic quality or uh, athletic program or the arts um, or a STEM program, uh, mm-hmm. for example. Uh, and then... The reality in the Atlanta area is that there are a lot of private schools um, that are also options for people who would prefer not to send their children to uh, their local public school. Mm -hmm. But our Catholic schools are also available, and how we differ from other private schools, of course, is that we teach the faith. Mm -hmm. And and everything that we do within that school day uh, is centered around our faith and how we treat other students how mm-hmm. parents uh, and teachers interact with one another, how teachers and other teachers uh, treat one another, uh, how sports are played. Um, there's all kinds of values that are taught in the Catholic school that are not permitted to be taught in public schools, mm-hmm. for example. Um, what are the values that you see or saw in Catholic schools that made you and your wife make the decision to send your children to a Catholic school? I mean, it, there's several, but for me, it was actually an easy decision when we chose St. Catherine. So um, when I, before I was married, I actually entered the Dominican novitiate as a beautiful way of life. Just wasn't for me, but I was very exposed to the Dominican way of thinking and how they teach. And to me, that was something very, very important. Um, St. Catherine of Siena has, I think, four nuns there right now, and we we really wanted to make sure like in this particular case um you know our daughters like grew up seeing you know nuns and and habits and seeing how joyful they are and like that really would be an option to them so um and for us you know St. Catherine's just made sense like uh we went to mass there a few times and sometimes it, it, there's just a feeling there but for me the reason why we chose you know, a catholic school specifically um as opposed to just any other private school and saving up that way, we really wanted to make sure our our children are going to a place with a very strong Catholic identity. Because again, um, what my wife and I, 
will be held accountable to, you know, to God is, is did you take care of, of what I gave you? And uh, to me, like, if our children are going to be spending, well, like six to eight hours outside of our house, you know, with other people, it's so important that they're in an, in an environment where Christ is talked about regularly. It's just a regular part of their lives. They can go to mass uh, at least, you know, once a week outside of, you know, Sunday mass. So um, those are some of those factors, the spiritual factors, but um, the Catholic education system, in my experience and what I see at, at St. Catherine's and other schools I've, I've researched in the archdiocese, you know, they really see the child as this whole human person. It's not just their intellect they're helping form. It's it's the the way they um, they they teach them about like you know physically how to be active and all that and and spiritually as well. So they our children are really seen as this entire human person. And uh, in my experience, you know, Catholic education really understands that and forms them in all the the right areas. I, I'm. I'm privileged to be able to uh, sit on the board, the governing board of the NCEA, which is the National uh, Catholic Education Association. So I'm aware of the Catholic um, school system in our country and the trends um, uh, in our country uh, among Catholic schools, what makes them great, what makes them competitive, what makes them attractive uh, to parents to be able to support um uh, the work of the Catholic s- school systems uh, in their in their local area, and and so I'm I'm also impressed with the uh, the standardized scores, the academic mm-hmm. uh, levels uh, that that our Catholic children reach within the Catholic school system. Here in Atlanta, we have a number of schools that have received blue ribbons, mm-hmm. and this is not from the Catholic. Uh, diocese or or the Catholic Church in the United States. This is from the Department of Education Mm -hmm. of the United States. And they have chosen a a number of our Catholic schools, and and some more than once, to be what they call blue ribbon schools, Mm -hmm. which is quite an honor uh, to be able to to be able to be awarded that status. Because they look at every every dimension of your school, your your scholastics, your, your facilities, the, the degrees of your of your faculty, uh, the standardized scores of the of the students, um, and so they really measure every aspect of your your education to see if you live your mission statement. Mm-hmm. And in a Catholic school, a mission statement is very important because that's what motivates you uh, because of what you want to be as a school. And 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 so we're judged on well, how faithful are we to the mission mm-hmm. of this Catholic school? And how, and how do our students uh, stand up against students that go to other schools? And we can be very proud with the um, uh, with the grades and, and, and the standards uh, with which our Catholic schools um, continue to uh, to thrive. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that even in my uh, the experience I've had with with my children. Like my son, he came in um, in his kindergarten. He was having a hard time reading, and, and just the attention to detail his teachers gave and, and the methods. I mean, he's like reading like crazy, and like I don't know where where this comes from, but he even comes home and he'll even like write his own books. It's like the same story over and over, but he'll still write that, and and um, he'll bring them home from school sometimes. So they they encourage that that sort of, you know, thinking and, 
his grades are constantly improving. Um, so, I, I mean, I, yeah, I've seen that directly. So I was blessed to be chaplain at uh, St. Pius the Tenth Catholic High School for five and a half years. And I got to work alongside uh, two women in particular in campus ministry who just bleed Catholic education. They love it. <laughs> Passion for the souls of teenagers in particular. Yeah. And, uh, and one of them now is, is working in a huge archdiocese as an as a assistant superintendent. And, um, but the principal that I was blessed to, to serve with he always said that the uniqueness of Catholic education is like any, any of these great schools in Atlanta will get your kid into the college of their choice. We obviously want your kid to be able to get into the college or career field of their choice when they graduate from here. But we're not only trying to make good citizens of earth, we're trying to make citizens of heaven. Mm-hmm. And like he had that insistence over and over and over again. And uh, in every speech he gave at graduation, he always used that tagline and it always stuck with me that the, the mission of the Catholic school, yes, we want to make good citizens of earth, responsible healthy adults, adjusted, integrated, fully capable of doing whatever it is in their heart that the Lord has put them on the earth for, but that the ultimate trajectory is the recognition constantly uh, that we're made for eternal life. As I travel through the archdiocese, I have masses uh, in all of the schools uh, throughout the year, and I'm always impressed with the the level of confidence that our children have. Mm-hmm in our schools about their faith, the knowledge that they have of the faith, the depth of the knowledge, and also the willingness to, to share it. And I'll ask them questions during the homily, and, and they're also proud to raise their hand and, and, and give me the answers to the questions uh, that I ask. So I, I, I see a level of leadership uh, being developed and a sense of confidence, uh, as well as um, really coming to know their faith on a daily basis and whatever uh, is being taught at home is simply reinforced uh, during the day while they're at school. And um, we can't help but make better uh, disciples of Christ uh, than we can through the Catholic schools. Well, Archbishop, while you've been uh, visiting these Catholic schools, uh, I think everyone in the Archdiocese would be very eager to know which one's your favorite so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to tell. My favorite's... Uh, they're all my favorites because I, Good I, I, I just, I, I just enjoy meeting with them and talking with them and listening to them. And some of them, you know, they they have so much to say. They they want me to know how much they know, and so they they raise their hands so frequently, and and uh, they are so excited when I ask them about the sacraments or about what they heard in the gospel that day, or you know, are you. Are you praying for anyone special? Do you need us to pray for someone that uh, is in need of our prayers? And and they always are very willing to uh, to to uh, to answer my questions or to contribute to the discussion uh, as their as their teachers are sitting at the edge of their seat. <laughs> Where is this going to go? They never know what's going to come out of those kids' mouth. But uh, I've been truly impressed um, with them each each time I visit them. Well, in my experience too, it's. It's so fun, like, driving them to school. I I see the tests that they're taking, like, in religion class, and out of nowhere, they'll be asking me these deep theological questions about, like, you know, the origins of, you know, humanity and things like that, and why did Jesus do this? And um, so they, they're taught the faith in such a way where they're they're thinking about it on their own, and they're, they're coming, you know, creating their own opinions on it and asking their parents. And so it, and then sometimes they'll ask questions that maybe, you know, we don't understand too well. It makes me 
go and research more and understand more. And so it's it's been an amazing like additional kind of side effect, if you will. I just loved it. I think that's another characteristic of of the Catholic schools is that they bring the parents in mm-hmm. into the education of their school. They 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 of their children. They keep in contact with the teachers. The teachers are forever sending things home about their children's achievement or any concerns that they have. Uh, they're always available to speak with the parents, um, and and so it really t- truly is a, a partnership between parents. Uh, and and the school and their teachers mm-hmm. uh, in in the Catholic school system. Well, that's actually a perfect point to come to our our first break on because we want to dive more into how the Catholic schools create that sense of community in our, in the second half. So, um, just to recap, everybody, we're here with Shane Provost of St. Catherine of Siena Parish, father of five kids, and he's deeply invested in Catholic education himself. And we're just talking about all the great things that the Lord is doing through Catholic education, this profound ministry of the church. So stick with us, and we're going to come back after a brief break to continue on as we, uh, we continue talking about the great grace that Catholic education is. Peace and all good with the Archdiocese of Atlanta's own Archbishop Gregory John Hartmeyer will continue on AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. Thanks to the Catholic Foundation of North Georgia for a grant supporting this program. They work with Catholics to make a real difference in our Catholic community to support their individual causes. The Catholic Foundation is a partner of parishes, schools, ministries, and nonprofits in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Here at The Quest, we often hear how our programs touch hearts and change lives. Now more than ever, people need to hear the truth and beauty of the Catholic faith. As a 100% listener-supported station, The Quest relies on monthly donations to stay on the air. Please consider making a monthly donation to The Quest and help us continue to provide inspiring Catholic programming. Monthly donors are the lifeblood of the station. Visit thequestatlanta.com to donate. Thank you for your support. This is Lisa Popchek from More to Life. Catholic Radio changes lives. It's for you, with you, every single day. Whether you're rejoicing over something and you need a community to share that with, or you're struggling with something and you need a community to support you. We're here for you every day to teach you about your faith and to help you live it. This is your home, and we're always here for you. Thanks to our friends at EWTN, our programming is provided free of charge. But this station has other expenses that must be paid to keep the doors open and the lights on. Support of your local Catholic radio station helps keep shows like More to Life available in your area. No matter the amount, your gift works to make a difference for you, for others, and for the future of Catholic radio. Please prayerfully consider making a gift right now. We'll talk to you soon. To donate, log on to thequestatlanta.com. Peace and all good with the Archdiocese of Atlanta's own Archbishop Gregory John Hartmeyer, moderated by Father Michael Silloway, continues now on AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. I'm Father Michael Silloway. We're joined in studio today again by the Archbishop himself and by our very special guest, Mr. Shane Provost of St. Catherine of Siena Catholic Parish in Kennesaw. And we're talking today about the graces of Catholic education, and particularly as we jump into the second segment, about the community that springs from it. Where we were just before break was we were 
just about to dive into a great conversation about that sense of community that comes about through Catholic education. That It's a unique thing. A lot of people, I think, have strong bonds of ties to their school community. But the Catholic community at a Catholic school, it, it does something unique and different. So I think we were about to have a really good conversation. I want to want to pick that back up. Sure. As we as we mentioned in the first segment, um, I went to Catholic schools all my life, and um, a- and there's something about the closeness of students to each other, the friendships that are formed uh, when being on a, uh, a, f- a sports team or being in a, a play or uh, in a band or being part of student government, whatever it is, and there are so many activities that Catholic schools provide that are co-curricular, that are after hours, uh, and that kids can get involved in and learn something that complements what they learn in the classroom. And um, I went to a, a high school, um, and it was run by the Franciscan Friars. And, and so I admired them so much. There were 14 of them that were teaching us. I, I was so impressed with their, um, their sense of brotherhood uh, their 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 joyfulness, uh, the fact that they enjoyed living together, praying together, eating together, and also uh, directing our school together, and they were a part of our lives, uh, as if we were their own uh, children. They were that close to us, and and we learned so much from them, both inside the classroom and outside the classroom. And it was really from there that I I believe I received my vocation to the priesthood to the franciscan priesthood because i saw in them something that i would i wanted for myself and it was that sense of community and and so i after i graduated from from my high school i went on to the novitiate uh for the franciscan friars and went through the formation program and was ordained and the first thing i wanted to do was to become a teacher mm-hmm. like the ones who taught me to give back to Catholic schools what I received. And so I spent 16 years as a priest, as a Franciscan priest, uh, in high schools, uh, in three high schools. I was principal of all three high schools as well as teaching in them. And and they were some of the richest uh, years in my life. And, and there are still students that I had in school who are now in their 60s uh, who keep in touch with me, invite me to their home, uh, send me Christmas cards with the picture of their children. Uh, it, it's extremely fulfilling and gratifying to know that you're remembered by the kids who taught you, and uh, because I certainly remember those Franciscans who taught me, and and they're a very important part of my life, uh, not only as a graduate of that school, but now as a member of the same religious order that taught me. Mm-hmm. Community is infectious. Once you've experienced it, you you just want more of it. It was a natural transition from my family at home to a new family community of the Franciscan Friars. There was no gap. And so it was an easy transition to go from family to religious life and and to study uh, with other brothers, uh, to, to um, be ordained a priest and mm-hmm. to be involved in whatever mission of the church we were involved in. But education was one of the largest um, ministries that we were involved in. So that's where I, I wanted to go. That's where I needed to go. And I um, was so happy that I was able to um, be blessed by God with that vocation 
and the experience of, of giving back to Catholic education what, what I received. Well, my experience, too, this wasn't exactly – I went to Indiana University for college, but um, while that's not a Catholic university, there was a really strong Catholic community on campus at the Newman Center there, and it was being exposed on a daily basis to – um, you know, Dominican life, it was run by Dominicans. It still is. Um, just seeing their the depth of knowledge they have, the lifestyle they leave, and, and, and the joy that they, they show. I mean, that's actually what made me inspired to uh, enter the Dominican novitiate myself. Beautiful way of life. It wasn't for me. <laughs> um, but uh, and I met my wife uh, after <laughs> after I left. But um, no, it was just a beautiful way of life, and that's another thing about having my kids go to a Catholic school with such a strong Catholic identity. Um, I want them to be exposed to that. I want them to see as part of their daily lives people that have consecrated their lives to God, whether that be diocesan or Dominican or any other order. Um, and you develop such a love for. Uh, for the church, you know, through them and the kids do as well. And you start um, going to more and more church events and you start getting to know the parents of the teachers uh, or the parents of the kids uh, in, the, in the school. And uh, you develop great friendships with them. And um, like, for example, uh, when my daughter received her first uh, reconciliation a uh, month and a half ago or so, I mean, it was such a pivotal moment in her life I mean just because we made a we make a big deal of the first sacrament but like it's little things too like after she received her uh, the sacrament we went out with one of her friends from class and their parents who and were connected through like a young um, young parents group and uh, we, we just went out to eat and she's just she still talks about it almost on a daily basis and she has her first communion coming up and she's so excited because that means that she'll get to celebrate it and it's a big deal and i've just i mean i can't speak highly enough <laughs> about what community has uh meant for our family um in the context of of catholic schools yeah i noticed as a, as growing up that my parents were involved in in the parent organizations, the parent teacher organizations and fundraisers that, you know, come come uh together with, with Catholic schools and and they made such wonderful friends for themselves mm -hmm. as adults. Friendships that lasted long after we graduated from those schools. Uh they they continued to socialize and, and to uh, uh to enjoy each other's company as uh, you know, as uh, parents who had their children graduate from mm -hmm. the same school, so it it is a very close knit community that the uh, Catholic Church, or the Catholic uh, schools, can be uh, for parents and and also uh, us. I mean, I, I I'm 53 years out of high school, mm -hmm. and uh, we still, as a class, uh, communicate through email. They have uh, week amazing, uh, they have yeah. monthly dinners uh, together. Um, of course, I went to school in Buffalo, and I'm now in Atlanta, so it, I can't I can't join them very often. But they want to know when I'm coming home for the summer, so that they can schedule a dinner uh -huh. around the time that I'm home. And that's how we've been with each other. And when we get emails from our our, our class communicator uh, when someone's ill or when someone has passed away, and, and so we get we keep informed with each other because we meant so much to each other while we were in high school 
and we did so many things together as a class. There were 275 seniors, and uh, and we still do that today. Which you know, 53 years later, it tells you that there was something that came from that school that that brought us and kept us as a as a community, uh, even as uh, as as we get older. Well, my experience, the greatest friendships I have are the ones where we share Christ. At the the foundation, and so like when in the context of a Catholic school, it's very easy to find people that you can connect to and that you um, have things in common with. But you have the most important thing in common. Um, it's just been it's been wonderful for us. Um, it's just been a, an amazing result of that. Yeah, that's very well said. Community needs something to uh, what's the right word? Um, there needs to be a nucleus upon which it can. It can it can uh, it can latch onto and grow, like I'm thinking of. Uh, you ever done seen the uh, the Mentos and and Diet Coke thing where you, you drop the Mentos in? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, this is going to sound totally out of left field and what it's talking about, but the reason that happens while well, while the Coke will shoot out the top of the bottle is because of all those nucleation sites on a on a piece of Mentos candy, <laughs> and um, I, I watched a couple of physics YouTube videos, so I, I, I figured this out. <laughs> But when the carbonation interacts with those nucleation sites, that's when it all gets released. And so having a, a, a nucleation site, as it were, at a mm-hmm. Catholic school where there's a common vision, a common understanding, a common journey that everybody's on together. It's like we, we're all trying to raise our kids so they're healthy, happy, and holy. And we want to have a sense of community. We want to have something that we belong to and we're a part of that's bigger than us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, that's the Mentos being dropped right into the... <laughs> <laughs> to the Diet Coke right there, and it just leads to good things. Absolutely. We're in the process here in the Archdiocese of Atlanta on the south side of the city of combining two schools uh, to make a K-12 through Catholic school called uh, St. Mary's Academy uh, in Fairburn. And uh, we're very excited about it because it's a, it's a, a state-of-the-art school. It has all of the, the equipment and the electronics and all of the... Um, um, track and field and uh, turf turf football fields and and lighted tennis courts it has everything it's a it's a, a beautiful campus and we're so excited that we're extending it f- for the whole family uh, to to have their children in one school for K through 12 mm-hmm. and um, and to, to be able to offer that opportunity for the people on the south side of Atlanta um, which is the only real Catholic school outside of um, St. John the Evangelist, uh, which is, a, a, an, again, a two-year uh, Blue Ribbon School. Uh, and so we're, we're excited about St. Mary's Academy opening up, and we encourage parents who have never thought about sending their children to, to a school where they could go from K through 12 uh, on the south side of Atlanta, where there's a lot of financial assistance that will be available um, to uh, to follow their their students right through the entire K through 12 experience. So we hope people will um, again call the Catholic Schools office at the Archdiocese of Atlanta and inquire about St Mary's Academy in Fairburn, Georgia. Yeah, Archbishop, particularly as a from the south side of Atlanta myself and both my brothers went to uh, the the Catholic schools there, Our Lady of Victory and Our Lady of Mercy. It's a wonderful initiative that they're doing down there to to really focus in the efforts and and make the the school and the campus there wide open for the whole family. So we're very excited about what's happening down there with St. Mary's Academy. And if you want to find more information on that, friends who are listening, 
Uh, we encourage you to go to the website and, and find the tab for Catholic Education, the Office of Catholic Schools. And there'll be all kinds of wonderful information there about that. Shane, I, I understand that um, you were actually brought into the classroom to teach, um, and and that must be a, a kind of a unique situation where you <laughs> go into the school where your where your kids are going and. They ask you to teach uh, a class. Can can you tell us a little bit about how that went? Sure. So I was just kind of out of the blue. I was reached out to by one of the sisters who is in charge of the middle schoolers, and uh, she asked if I would be interested in helping um, teach the initial, uh, uh, yeah, just the in- initial kind of teachings on theology of the body um, to the fifth graders, right? So um, as their bodies are can be changing, you know, it's kind of like a, a slide deck teaching them all about that. And so I would be uh, explaining to the boys. And so it caught me off guard because my, my oldest uh, child, Maria, she's eight. And uh, luckily I haven't gotten to that, that point yet, but uh, they asked me if I would be willing to teach that. And um, I just, when things come at me out of the blue, I just tend to say yes, because it's got to be from the, the Holy Spirit. But no, it's just... It's an amazing gift, and I'm I'm so honored they asked me to do that. But um, when you're introducing um, these concepts to fifth graders, um, especially in the context of a of a Catholic school, it's it's beautiful because you're able to explain not just okay, here's what's happening with your body, here's how things are changing, here's how much deodorant you're going to need. You know, you're explaining, you know, here's why it's so good, and here's here's more evidence of how God loves us and, and how life gets more and more beautiful and, and really focusing on not just here's the physical changes, but here's like, here's kind of what's going on spiritually as well. And you, you kind of prep them for all the things coming up and maybe some of the kids are going through that now, but you get a, you know, when it's just happening, when it's just starting, like all these questions and their bodies are changing, you can inject that, you know, Catholic theology of how this is all beautiful, how it's good, and how important it is to respect yourself and respect, you know, the opposite gender. And it's just, it's just been wonderful. It's been beautiful. And uh, I was really honored that they asked me. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it was great for, for some kids uh, who are very curious at that age and, Mm -hmm. and, um, and not to be afraid of, of the changes that will take place in their body, but to anticipate them, as you said. To kind of explain why our bodies are changing as uh-huh. we grow up at a certain time in our life, and um, that it's just part of God's plan. It's just part of the way God created us. And it's so good. That's right. There's nothing uh, to be ashamed of, and there's, you know, as you said, there's a, a, a sense of respect that is uh, also taught uh, when you take the time to explain the theology of the body, mm-hmm. not just the physiology of the body, but the theology of the body, that God had a very special purpose in creating us the way he did, mm-hmm. and and for us to, um, you know, to to be aware of it, to anticipate it, and, and to respect each other at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I just love that. It also shows, too, how the, as we were talking about community, that the, the teachers, somehow they, they came to know you. And to think that you would be a good fit to deliver this message to these fifth grade boys. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm trying to remember how that even came about. But yeah, I try to be as present as possible with my kids. I, there's just so much magic that happens, like in elementary school and in middle school. 
um, I just try to be as present as I can and involved in their activities and go to their, you know, go to masses with them when I can, um, know the teachers and, and, uh, yeah. And it, it's just amazing how the, the Holy Spirit works and, and how they, uh, they asked me to do it, but it's probably going to end up being a regular thing. <laughs> so, and this is God, like giving me four years to prep <laughs> For when you have to have the discussions with your own that's right. kids. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, but I just love it. So Shane, you're talking about how important it is for the, for the children to to receive, you know, a solid Catholic education. But there's there's also something to be said too about the the need of continuing education for for all of us, young adults, adults, seniors, mm-hmm. but just constantly being formed in the faith. That's exactly right. Um in my kids' school, the teachers, you know, the nuns, they they're constantly involving the parents into what they're what they're learning and and trying to continue the the education that we receive in the faith so like for example in on the subject of this uh, theology of the body discussion before the talk happened we they brought us in um me being like the the teachers who were going to be explaining and the the fifth grade teachers as well and we brought in the parents of, of the children and not only talked about what they're going to be learning but also too like here's here's what's going on um you know, from a theological standpoint and here's like some great resources that you yourself can use to uh, kind of arm yourself right because for the inevitable conversations that are going to be coming up so like in fifth grade it's just here's kind of what's happening with your changing body we don't get into you know the nitty-gritty necessarily but that's coming up so we try to prep the the parents and not just here's what they're getting ready to go through but here's here's what the church says about it and here's why it's a good thing and here's when you're receiving these questions from them here's how you can be ready for it and and know more yourself uh it, it, but that's that's just one piece i mean even when the sacraments are received by you know the students they'll bring um you know the school will bring in parents to discuss like not only here's the logistically what's going to be happening for uh, let's say reconciliation, but here's why we're doing it. Here's why it's so important. Here's how the here's how they've been prepping, and here's what you can do to support them as their parents. And here's um, you know here's some ways that you yourself can get more involved in how you can um, develop more of a love for the the sacrament yourself and understand it better. So it's just it it's not just the students who are constantly learning. Like it's a it, it's an opportunity for the parents as well to um, embrace the faith more, love the faith more, and uh, make it more of a part of their daily lives. Part of the the, the the critical mission, we could say too, and I think the documents of the church about Catholic education, uh, they speak about this too, is that the, the school does not replace the parents. That's exactly right. But the school is there to facilitate and help the parents in their, in their role and responsibility of raising and educating their child and helping to equip them. So that they too, the, the formators are being formed. That's so strongly emphasized um, in, in my experience of, of Catholic schools. They're constantly reminding how big of a responsibility and a role, obviously, the parents play in educating their children. And the school's job is to help reinforce, you know, what they should be teaching in, like, in the first place. That's right. That's right. What I, what I find also going through the archdiocese, and conducting these listening sessions for the upcoming synod um, is is to hear the parents say how much they would like 
to learn about the faith, that somehow they still feel somewhat inadequate in some of the areas of the faith, and, and they need a, a refresher or they need uh, some kind of teaching that they could participate in. And I think when we talk about Catholic education, uh, we don't specifically target it just at schools, but it's it's a it's a whole lifetime mm-hmm. uh, that w- that we want to continue to to learn about our faith, and when we start teaching the the young children for their first sacraments, first reconciliation, first Eucharist, it's so important. The most successful programs are the ones where the parents are also learning simultaneously about the sacrament that their children are about to receive, mm-hmm. and, and same with confirmation. And uh, and throughout life, as you begin to prepare for marriage, there there should be opportunities for young couples uh, to learn more about their faith. And we have those opportunities in the archdiocese. And also, um, I, I know of uh, one parish that has a, a men's group that meets every Thursday at 630 in the morning for an hour before work. And it's it's just men. It's, it's family men, uh, retired men, but it's topics about the faith, the Catholic Church, and its teachings about matters that are important to them at this stage in their life. And so Catholic education goes on and on, and, and the same with the, the women. It's some, Sometimes it's, you know, there are certain um, ways of learning, and, and, and sometimes gender-specific groups are, um, are, are the best way to learn and to feel perhaps uninhibited uh, to share, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, other men or with other women. And, and so I, you know, I, I really encourage uh, parishes to continue to offer um, adult faith formation programs mm-hmm. so that they continue to grow in their faith and they'll be much more resourceful for their children as a result of it. Yeah, so uh, along with that, Archbishop, like those groups that you're talking about, uh, so I'm I'm a part of one, uh at our kids' school, um, and Annie is a part of a women's group as well. It's my, my wife, Annie. Um, and it, it's amazing what comes out of those as well. So uh, my wife heard that one of the other uh, moms there, um, they celebrate St. Joseph's feast day in a really special way. And and we brought that in as well to, uh, to our home this year, and it'll be a tradition forever. It, it was really amazing. So we... Uh, what we did to celebrate St. Joseph was we made this big, huge bowl of spaghetti, right? And then outside, we, we set up a table, and then we dumped the spaghetti all over the the table. But before the kids ate, what we said is, you know, we talked about St. Joseph, and we talked about why he's so important and why he's, you know, so venerable and why we, we love him so much. And we talked about how, you know, he worked with his hands. And so the same way that he worked with his hands, you're all going to eat the spaghetti, but you can't use a fork. You have to use your hands. And so we're talking about um, how he lived his life that way. And then what we did is we took this big old block of Parmesan cheese and shaved it over the top. And we said, just like, um, you know, when you're working with wood, like St. Joseph did, and we'd make a lot of sawdust all the time. So that's what this cheese represents as well. And and so it's just... You know, out of those groups, you know, um, another one of the the families with with young kids as well. I took my five; they took their three, and even another um, even another family who's not Catholic. Uh, they're just non denominational Christian. You know, we've gotten really close to uh, joined as well, and it's just a great opportunity to evangelize that way too. So the kids not only are learning about 
in this case Saint Joseph, but they're they're associating this this person with such a, an amazing memory and something so common. So like every time they're eating spaghetti, I guarantee you they're going to be thinking about St. Joseph. And, uh, you know, they're over there, they're playing, they're having so much fun. And you can see like our non-Catholic friends just like, you know, watching how it's all presented, you know, and like, oh, maybe there's something to this. So it's just such an amazing way to evangelize as well and take what you're learning from these groups born out of, you know, you know, Catholic school kind of not support groups, but, you know, just say, you know, groups where we can like grow together as families and small faith communities. That's exactly right. And, and like, that's just a real way of how it kind of comes to the, the world. And it's, it's so much fun. There's been a lot of, re, um, a lot of renewal groups, uh, in the, uh, American church, American Catholic church over the years, beginning with the Crucio and the charismatic mm-hmm. movement, uh, Christ Renews His Parish, yep. uh, Renew 2000, and, and Marriage Encounter. And all of these groups are meant to continue. Once their retreat or their event is is over, they, they stay as a community, and they meet in each other's homes, and mm-hmm. they'll share Scripture for the coming Sunday, and, and they'll have something to eat. And, and so those small communities will continue as a result of an active parish that offers renewal programs mm-hmm. um, to to married couples to singles um, you know to to young adults and and uh, it, it's a beautiful thing to see a parish that is that alive mm-hmm. and and that active to be able to offer our, our uh, parishioners opportunities for them to learn more about their faith but to share their faith with each other mm-hmm. uh, in small groups uh, as they continue their journey of faith um, in our archdiocese, for example, so it's a, a beautiful thing to witness, as I did as a pastor here in the archdiocese for 16 years, and um, it was a very active parish because people were thirsting for more. Mm-hmm. They wanted to share the scriptures. They wanted to to have good liturgy. They wanted to participate in the ministries yeah. of the liturgy. They wanted their kids to serve at the altar. Uh, and, and so that's that's a church that's alive. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all blessed to be able to belong to that kind of church here in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And here's to maybe a new tradition starting around the feast day of St. Joseph. It's, <laughs> I've heard of those beautiful altars before with all the sweets and whatnot, but now yeah. <laughs> mountains of spaghetti that we're all just eating with our hands. Those kids... I haven't heard them laugh like that in so long. They're just eating with their hands, and you're like, no, don't throw the spaghetti. But, like, oh, they had so much fun, and they were very full (laughs) at the end. It was was so much fun. We'll be doing that for years to come. Well, Shane, it has been an absolute honor and joy to be with you this afternoon. Absolutely. I, I had so much fun. I appreciate the opportunity. This is a great time. If anybody wants to find any more information about Catholic education, All kinds of wonderful information is available on the Archdiocese of Atlanta website, www.archatl.com. We encourage you to go there and dive into the resources presented you there. So, friends, uh, as we draw this episode to a close, uh, we ask you, Archbishop, if you kindly uh, give us your blessing and send us forth. Sure. Thank you, Father Michael, for for helping um, direct our broadcast today. And Shane, it's a pleasure to meet you, and I look forward to being invited to your house for spaghetti dinner uh, sometime in in the future. Absolutely. Would the Lord be with you. And with with your your spirit. spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
May the Lord look upon you kindly and grant you his peace. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This has been Peace and All Good with the Archdiocese of Atlanta's own Archbishop Gregory John Hartmeyer. Brought to you in part by the Catholic Foundation of North Georgia. Thanks for listening to AM 1160 The Quest.